Hello and welcome to the Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and I'm excited that you're here again today because this is the place where you as dads can get equipped with more tools for your fathering toolbox so you can be the hero that you want to be and that your daughters and your sons need you to be. And even though I specialize in the dad-daughter relationship, you know that these tools also work with your sons, too. Well, the reason for that is because you as a father are becoming more equipped so that you can intentionally and consistently pursue the heart of your kids. Well, I'm sure you've got the grid down by now. It's on your mark. Get set. Go. I'm on the sidelines as your coach cheering you on on your mark as the topic or the theme of the day. Get set. I'm filling that in with stories, with stats, and then always ending with a go step, a practical way that you can put your love for your daughters and your sons into action this week. Well, today it is such an honor to have a guest joining me who is someone I have admired from afar for a long time. And now we get to join forces to bring you a powerful theme that I know you're going to love. And I first heard Alonzo Chadwick sing at Gospel Christmas downtown Portland a couple years ago. And oh my goodness, this man, this brother can sing. He's also a recurring soloist there with the Oregon Symphony. If you want to go to Gospel Christmas, you're going to hear him again this year. He's done that for 12 years. He's also performed for such events as Portland Rose Festival, the Oregon Blues Festival. He's even shared the stage with such recording artists. I don't know if you've ever heard of any of these, but Josh Groban, Israel Houghton, CeCe Winans, Pink Martini, Linda Hornbuckle, India Ari. Okay, come on. This, this brother has a voice and a passion and a ministry that goes beyond Portland. He uses his music as the universal love language to engage in the fight of social justice by providing peace, healing, and unity. And recently, I attended a church service where Alonzo leads worship. And let me tell you, as his daughters were in the front singing along with him, two of them are seven and eight years old, and I saw them after he got done worshiping and leading that they sat on either side of him and their heads were on his shoulder. I thought, okay, I want to talk more to this dad. If his daughters are that close to him and love snuggling up to him, this is a daddy whose heart is won by his daughters. So I'm so excited that this owner of Zoulful Music, if you want to get a hold of him, the letter Z in his name is also in his, every one of his family members has a Z in their name. So if you want to get a hold of him, Google that name, Zoulful with a Z, Music with a Z, and you will find him. Well, thank you for joining me today. Welcome, Alonzo Chadwick. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, you and I did some prep for this, and we came up with a title today for On Your Mark, Worshiping God Begins With Who? Dad. With Dad. <laughs> Worshiping God Begins With Dad. Well, tell us just a little bit about you, your daughters, their names, ages, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm 38 years old, and I'm a husband, I'm a father, a vocalist, a community activist, um, and just really... Uh, as you stated in the intro, very passionate about social justice um, and, um, issues. I love that. Yeah. So and then I have four beautiful daughters um, who are ages 16, 8, 7, one and a half. Woo. And then we have a new addition set to arrive in November. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You got your hands full at home. <laughs> yes. Hoping, hoping, hoping and praying to God. <laughs> 
that this is my boy. Oh, this is your boy. Okay. There you go. You know, I'm the oldest of four girls, so I can feel you. My dad was always like, I wonder if I'm getting a boy. That, yeah. What is that, right? I got to have my have my namesake. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, at, at, and, and this would definitely be the junior. So everybody's like, what oh. are you going to do? Are you going to name this one a, a Z? And I'm like... I think as patient yeah. as I've yes. been, it's just time to have a junior. There so. you go. Okay. Well, from your mouth to God's ears, we're like, right. I wonder if exactly. this is going to be a boy. Because you've got the daughter thing down, right? You're like ready for a new challenge. Yes. Is essentially what you're saying. Exactly. There what you I'm go. <laughs> okay. So, in light of that, okay, dad of four daughters spanning one and a half to 16. Are you kidding me? You probably have some gray hair over this one. What's it like to have all daughters, no sons? Um. Well,. Being a father of all girls, it certainly um, has its challenges. Uh, you know, you've got personality and you've got spunk and you've got sass and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, all of that. Um, but it's also been so rewarding because it's given me such a heart of compassion, mm. um, love, nurturing and care for my girls. Um, and I absolutely love them. And nothing brings me greater joy than being their dad. Um, I grew up with... Uh, an older sister who happens to be deaf. Mm. Um, and then I also helped raise my younger brother and sister uh, while my mom was working. Um, so I've, I've been parenting even before I was a parent. Wow. Isn't that something? Yeah. Like God already was preparing, he was preparing you for a tribe me. now that's right. I think in this day and age, people don't always have five kids. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So um, I would certainly say I was, I was, I was a little prepared, but not as prepared when they're your girls. And then on top of that, it's all girls. It's all so there's girls. no boys. Oh, my goodness. Um, you're so outnumbered. Yeah. So, you know, I'm tea partied out. I'm <laughs> fashion showed out. I'm like all of that. And Does they, that mean you do all that stuff? I do all of that okay, with them. Come on now. That's why your girls are cuddling right up to oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're like, daddy enters our world. Exactly. And I think it's important to, um, I'm a strong advocate and that I tell to all parents of, you know, you got to pay attention and know what your children are passionate about, yeah. what they love and what they really, really are, have a passion for and then help cultivate that and expose them yeah. to more of those things. So my girls, um, you know, like one of my daughters, she loves fashion and she loves uh-huh. like designing. And so she like and I realized that when she would take her clothes and like create them and turn them into something else. So I totally like started getting her stuff on fashion and bought her a little mini kid sewing machine and things like that to really kind of help cultivate that, those gifts. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, so they love walking in their mom's heels. They've been walking in their mom's <laughs> heels since two years old. Literally and figuratively. Literally probably, and figuratively. You know? So for her uh, for her fifth birthday party, we did a whole teen, uh, fashion show. I oh, mean, I love so, it. you know, really just focusing on what they love and making sure mm-hmm. that they get those, yeah. get, get exposure to those things. Okay, so you said you basically were a father figure to your brother and sister. Was dad not in the picture? No. So, um, me and my older sister, we have the same father. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my mom uh, got together with my brother and sister's dad. And then um, he basically was on this uh, bout um, with drugs and other stuff. So it just left my mom being a single parent. Wow. And it really left her to have to figure things out, you know, to provide. So she had to work. And her hours were crazy hours where she worked from noon to midnight. So. It would be she was only there to help get them ready for school. And then after school, I picked them up, took them home, made sure they ate, you know, got ready for bed, bathed. 
everything. So yeah, I basically you were dad. homework and I had to make sure that. Yeah. So I basically was dad for them. So, yeah. and you didn't have a role model, but you're turning it around in your generation. Exactly. And I think what a story of hope just to anyone listening that says, you know, here's the hand I was dealt with my dad, but any dad can turn it around. Can't he? Exactly. In his generation. Absolutely. Well, like I said, you and I came up with this title today, worshiping God begins with dad. So how about if you are esteemed expert today, define the word worship. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding even around what the concept means. How would you Alonzo define worship? Well, um, I, I believe that worship is a lifestyle. Um, and it does require a genuine and sincere heart that's connected to Christ. And my life should be a, re- a reflection of that love and that devotion. Mm-hmm. Um, as a father, it is my job to do what Christ did. And um, he, what he did was he modeled it um, with his actions um, for his disciples and for us. And then he showed us how to do it in word and in deed. Yeah. And so my job is to do the exact same thing for my daughters. My job is to show them. Um, with my actions. Yeah. And then after that, it's also to show them with my words and with the deeds that I do, um, as well as my interactions with them. So I think that for me, worship is really it's more than just the music aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of times we confuse that and think that worship is just my time when I um, talk to God one on one. Worship is that time when I just, you know, spend time singing his praises exactly, um, and not realizing that no worship is actually um, my lifestyle. It's it's something that I do also in the way that I serve, in the way that I yeah. uh, live, in the way that I act. So um, I think my job and my role is to make sure that I model that. Um, Which is easier said than done, isn't it? Especially so when you get buttons pushed and you're extra tired or your daughter is doing the meltdown emotional Okay, I can't cope with life. And dads want to say, can we contain this? Okay, so you talked about in word and deed. Mm-hmm. So, and about actions. So let's zero in. How do you, as a dad of four daughters, impact what I'll call the spiritual climate in your home, especially in light of this concept of worship being a lifestyle? So, again, I mean, I think worship is a lifestyle, it's not just music and singing. So, but it's also in service to others. So I think that it's the service to others, but it's also loving one another and modeling um, what that love looks like. And so love you you still have to love your, your kids and, and love your wife and love others, even in the challenging and difficult times. And so sometimes in, in the home climate, you know, as you said, there's meltdowns, there's <laughs> sassy, welcome to Venus, right? <laughs> there's attitudes and all of that. And even in, in those moments, again, it's, it's really modeling how to display the love of Christ. Um, and the difference with that is love is not just necessarily like the lovey dovey. Sometimes I have to correct you because I love you. Uh-huh. Um, but basically my actions should always reflect Christ, you know, and, and that's the challenging part is that they don't always. Exactly. It's easier Christ. said than done. It's so much easier said than done. And I, I don't always make, um, I'm, I'm not perfect. I don't, um, I make mistakes sometimes. And, and even in my parenting, I make mistakes. Um, but I think ultimately um, making sure that I'm transparent with my kids and uh-huh. making sure that they know that, oh, you know what? Daddy messed up. Daddy missed the mark. And um, I need God just like you need God. And I need God to forgive me sometimes just like you need daddy to forgive you when you make bad choices and mistakes. So you aren't 
far from ever being willing to come and say, Daddy messed up. I'm, you talk about worship as a lifestyle. Exactly. That's real life. Yeah, that's real life. And, and it's, it's something because the, the big thing that I have learned and what fatherhood has taught me is that it has really showed me and has shown me what it's like, what it must be like for God when dealing with me. Mm. Um, I'll give you an example. There was one time when um, m- one of my daughters, and they have, all have Z names, so it's uh, Zaniah, Zaylin, Zamira, and Zuri. Um, Love it. Yeah, but um, it was uh, Zamira. Uh, she was, I think, about three, and she was trying to get in the car, and she didn't want my help. I can do it, Daddy. I can do it. <laughs> that sounds like me. Yeah, I can do it. I don't need it. you know. And so I'm saying, well, I'm trying to help you. No, I can do it. I can do it. So I finally was like, okay. So I stepped back and waited. And she tried and she tried and she couldn't do it. And finally, she turned back and looked at me and just said, "Okay, Dad, you know, help me. (laughs) So I helped her into the car. And in that moment, it was almost as clear as day, like, wow, this must be how it is for God when dealing with us. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you know, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it my way. I can do it myself. I got it. And then coming to the realization that I can't do it without your help. I need your help. Yeah. And then but he's lovingly and graciously will back off and say, "Okay, when you need me, I'm here. Let me know. And then in those moments where we come to that realization, because he knows we need him. Exactly. But in that moment, he says, "Say sometimes you have to learn and see that you do need me more than you think you do. Come on now. And so, Absolutely. you know, have to step back and give us that space. And then from there, um, step in and make sure that he knows. And, and even then, not a, well, I told you so. I told you you couldn't exactly. do it. It's more so like a, okay, now that you realize, here, let me just help you get on back and get in the mm-hmm. car and get you buckled in and get you secure. And, and um, so stories like that often show me and reflect to me what it must be like. So I'm always looking for opportunities to teach my daughters. I w- okay, you just took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. I was going to say, what power that would have if God's working on you in that moment exactly. to then tell your daughter what God just said to you. Yeah. Talk about worship beginning at home with exactly. dad. Exactly, exactly. And, and those moments are very, very valuable. And it also teaches them the gospel so they can see. It's not about being perfect. It's not about, but it's about realizing that, hey, daddy's just, daddy just learned something. Yeah, exactly. And daddy learned something from you, you just taught daddy uh, a way that God um, loves me, just yeah, like he dad. loves you as a dad. Exactly. So, And it's he's not my, just something at church. Exactly. This is at home this is at in the home. day in. But I want to go back to something you said, Alonzo, about forgiveness. Yes. Because a dad asking forgiveness, I, I can tell you honestly, I've not equated that with an, with an act or a stance of worship. Mm, so yeah. you're really awakening something in me. Can you say more about how forgiveness is part of a lifestyle or an act of worship? Yeah. I mean, again, we, we're, there are often moments and times where we um, face offense, you know, or we're offended by something or something um, bothers us or, or hurts our feelings. Um, but it, there's always that perspective of looking and saying, Hey, I remember when, um, I blew it. I remember when I messed up. I remember when I missed the mark. I remember when I made a mistake and that same grace that I want others to have and show towards me. Yeah. Um, then I should be willing to show that to others when they make those mistakes. And so those are all often, um, Stories and things that I've revealed to my daughters because, you know, sometimes they'll come home. Well, you know, so-and-so at school said this about me and she's talked about my hair and she said and and it's like, wow, well, maybe she was just having a bad day. And maybe what, 
you can do is just let her know, well, you know, maybe you might be having a bad day or something. I'm not sure, but you know, I'm, I'm gonna just going to give you, yeah, I'm going to give you your space, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to take it personal. And why don't we come back tomorrow and we can maybe play together tomorrow when maybe you're feeling a little bit better or something like that. But tomorrow, when you get to school tomorrow, forgive whether forgive. she ex- yeah. whether she says I'm sorry or not, but forgive That's her good. because maybe she was having a bad day or maybe something happened at mm-hmm. home or you, you mm-hmm. never know what happened or what took place. But being able to show them and then I often give them examples for daddy like, hey, daddy was in a meeting today where somebody said something oh, that was God. not so nice to me. Um, but I'm not going to let that affect me and I'm not going to let it change who daddy is. I'm still going to love them and I'm still going to forgive them and maybe they will apologize or maybe they won't. But if they don't, my job and what Jesus wants me to do is he wants me to forgive them regardless. Oh, you know what? I love this. I mean, on so many levels, but one of them is that when we talk about worship, it's really living out a life here on earth that glorifies God, exactly. that, that gives him glory, that gives him praise, right? That makes him known. That, in other words, makes people want to know the God that we profess by how we live our lives. And so the fact that you're saying worship begins with dad is you're using moments of meltdown or conflict with people to say, let's live out the gospel in real time, in real life. Yes. And you're helping to lead that. And I think for dads listening, they may sometimes default by stepping back and saying, you know what? Mom's more verbal. Mom's got a stronger prayer life. I'm going to let mom cover that base. And you're saying, dads, go in. Oh, yeah. It's got to start with you. It starts with us. And and not only that, especially as it relates to daughters, um, because I can't speak for sons yet. Exactly. (laughs) But especially as it relates to daughters, there's something about a relationship between a dad and his daughter um, and the way that she looks at him to kind of set that tone. Um, and so oftentimes we do have to be the one to kind of set that tone. We have to be the ones to kind of give those life examples. My wife can say something to my daughters and they it'll be definitely valuable. But if I say the same thing to them, I don't know what what it is. Ex- but you are exa- I'm saying exactly exactly yeah. exactly like you are so nailing it, this. It is they they listen to me versus listening to my wife. And sometimes it frustrates her and sometimes it frustrates me too that they don't listen to mommy as much as daddy. But for whatever reason, I think it just has to do with that design. Exactly. Um, it carries more yeah, weight for whatever that, reason. It's just that when dad says yeah. it, it's law, but also when dad says it I know that he's really trying to look out for me. He's really trying to make sure that I understand and grasp this. So, And I really believe that dads build a bridge to God as a father. Yes. And so, like you say, we may not be able to explain why that is. Exactly. But you're noting it, I'm noting it as a reality. Well, if you're just joining us today, this is the Dad Whisper. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson here talking with my friend Alonzo Chadwick, who has four daughters and he's still upright, ranging from one and a half to 16, another baby on the way. How about if we just do a couple minutes here of talking about music? Yeah. Because we were saying worship isn't just music. But it does include that. And being that you're a musician, a worship leader, how do you bring worship through song into your home? Um, I think one aspect of um, is is one thing about my family and me. I'm always singing. I'm always singing. I'm always humming. um, And I'm always making up songs, whether they're (laughs) silly songs, whether there's um, songs of joy, whether they're, um, you know, but 
I think for me, the biggest thing for me is worship is just my or singing and music is just my way that I express myself to God, whether it's in my happy times, whether it's in my sad times, mm-hmm. whether it's in my difficult times, I can find a song um, for whatever mood or moment that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think the the thing that that that's awesome and that God has gifted me to be able to do is that. It, it 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 doesn't have to be a song that's already written. It could be literally me just singing what I'm feeling in that moment. Like, can you give us an example of what that would be like if we were in your home listening? Uh, it would like be like, um, oh man, you put me on. I'm the spot. putting you on the spot. <laughs> but it could be something uh, as simple as, um, Lord, I'm tired. I need your strength right now. Can you answer and give me what I need? So something like that simple. Just You made that up all the yeah. spot. You're like, this is the cry of my heart. This is my, the cry of my heart in this moment. And nobody's going to sound like you, but you're saying <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's yeah, let your it doesn't matter. Hear the words coming out of your mouth that aren't just correction, instruction, anger, Right. Yeah. But there's compassion there. There's warmth there. Yeah. I yeah. love it. And the cry of your heart. Yeah. What would you tell dads? Thank you for singing. I yeah. almost moved to tears there. <laughs> Is what would you tell dads that can't sing like you or they don't know where to start? They're like, how would I change the atmosphere in my home spiritually? Yeah. If I, I can't sing. Yeah. Well, I, w- I it, it's actually something I already tell dads um, or tell parents in general, but in particular dads. It's not even necessarily about the song. It's just about your transparency with God in that moment of, listen, I don't have all the answers right now, or I am at my wits end. I am frustrated, or I feel like you're not listening to me. I feel like you're ignoring me. I feel uh-huh. like you're avoiding me. I feel like. And say that to your girls, you mean? Say that to God. To say, God. To speak to him, to let him know okay. this is what I'm feeling in this moment. Um, because oftentimes, especially for me, the way I was brought up in church, you were brought up. You don't question God. You I don't, was raised the same way. You don't question God. You don't. He He does all things well. He's uh-huh. sovereign and you do not question what he does. He has a plan and you trust that plan. Whereas now I'm telling people, listen. If you're at the wit's end and you're in a dark place and you don't understand, it's okay to tell God. It's not like he 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 built us to be um, curious. He built us Amen. to to not to mm-hmm. ask questions. And it's so, a relationship. yeah, it's the relationship. Talk. So, if I'm frustrated, I can I can be able to say I'm frustrated because he knows it anyway. He knows if I'm angry with you, uh-huh. I can say that I'm angry with you. Would you let your daughters know that? I think that's why I was asking about them because sometimes I've heard dads say like I don't want to be a bad role model, oh, so no. I don't want to hurt her to know I'm struggling, I'm angry, I'm asking questions. Would you say let her see that? I would 100% say. Well, I, I'm not. I'll be honest. I don't know that I've ever let them see me do ah. that, but I have told them. Okay, maybe it's breaking open. After yeah, this. yeah. <laughs> but there have been times where I have told them. Well, you know, sometimes when Daddy's been angry, I've just told God I don't understand. I'm I'm yeah. upset. Yeah. Um, and then I've I've told uh people, you know, when Zamira was one years old, um, and I didn't, you know, send, pre-send you this, but she had meningitis. Oh wow! And and was fighting for her life and. Um, I Talk remember, about a desperate time. Yeah, and I remember, in the, and and I, this is the story that I share with dads to let them know how genuine you can be and how much God knows us. And this is it, it has changed 
my life. It, I don't think that was six years ago, but it changed who I am as a person and it changed who I am as a believer. Mm. And even my relationship with God was because I grew to a point in my walk with Christ where I understand that you already know what you're going to do. You already have the design. You already know. You knew before she was born that this day was coming. So what happened is when we got there and I got her to the hospital and they said, hey, we got to do a spinal tap and we got to check her for meningitis. And I didn't even know what meningitis was. And I couldn't reach my wife. My wife was at work. Well, I did reach her and told her she needed to come to the hospital, but I didn't tell her what was going on because she would have freaked out. So uh-huh. I just said, I just need you to come up here. And so when I was trying to call her back, when they said, we need to sign these papers and we need to do this like right now. Mm. So I was like, well, let me call my wife and just let her know. And when I was calling her back, her phone was dead. So I couldn't reach her. So then I had to make the decision without my wife's consent. But I did all of that. They came back and said, she did test positive for meningitis. So we're going to have to, you know, run some antibiotics and do whatever, whatever. And we're going to send her up to ICU and, We just got to wait it out. And I pulled him to the side without my wife in earshot. And I said, I need to know the reality that we're dealing with here. Mm -hmm. What are the chances? What are the odds? And he said, Mr. Chavik, I wish I could tell you. We have to just wait and see what happens. And so my wife looked at me and I looked at her and I kind of gave a little forced Uh smile to kind of seem like everything was okay. And I went in the bathroom, shut the door, and I literally collapsed on the bathroom floor. Mm. And I looked up towards heaven. The only thing I could do was cry. And in that moment, I cried out, but I didn't use words. I looked up towards heaven and I said in my heart, you know why I'm not saying anything to you right now. Yeah. And that's all I said. I didn't say anything else. I didn't uh-huh. pray. I didn't say healer. Uh-huh. And I knew he understood what I meant because in that moment, I knew you already have a plan. And I know that you have a will. And what I'm saying is at this moment, I can't bring myself to say your will be done because if it's your Mm -hmm. will to take my baby, Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that. Uh So I'm not even going to say your will be done. I'm just going to simply say, you understand why I'm not saying anything. And that's all there was. And we waited it out. We went in, they put a crib down. She couldn't rest. She couldn't sleep in the crib. So I told him, get the crib out of here, bring a bed in. They brought the bed in. I laid in the bed and Mm -hmm. put her on my chest and laid her on my chest. And she went to sleep. My wife snapped a picture. It got put on Facebook. And somehow this dad group called Dads on Duty on Facebook um, (laughs) shared it. And when I woke up the next day, I had all these notifications on Facebook. People praying everywhere. The photo went viral overnight. I had over 300 friend requests. Yeah. And then I had hundreds of messages in my inbox. And when I started reading, it was literally people all over the world. We had messaged me. We're mm. praying in the Philippines. Mm. We're praying in J- Japan. We're praying in the Bahamas. We're praying in Australia, in Canada. Literally all over the globe, people were praying for my daughter. And in that moment, I broke down crying because I said, God, I told you, you know why I'm not saying anything. And it was almost like you said, I understand, son. And then you rose up prayer warriors all uh-huh. over the world to pray for my To hold baby. me up. So to me, it was... Him being able to share and show me how much he loves me and how much me as a son and him as my dad, that he understood where I was at at that moment. And so when I share this story with dads or share this story with anybody, I let them know God does understand us and he does understand where we are. All we have to do is be transparent because one thing is he already knows what we're feeling and what we're thinking anyway. So it doesn't hurt to put words to what we're thinking as long as you end at the end of it and say, but help me, show me, prove to me, 
try him and exactly. and I guarantee you he'll show you and what he did I didn't say anything other than you know why I'm not saying anything yes and it was almost like he said I do understand why you're not saying anything yeah but I got you and the moment where you can't do it I got your I back got you. and, I can and then it. the way he fathered you he fathered you me in father that your girls exactly your Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for sharing your heart, your insights, your wisdom. I always end every show, Alonzo, with a go step. Okay. If you could give dads this way, one practical way to lead their daughters in beginning to have worship be a lifestyle, what would you tell dads today would be a way to start this if they're ready to get it going? Yeah, I would say take 10 minutes or 10 to 30 minutes every day um, and just give undivided, uninterrupted time with your daughters and tell them that just like this time is important for us to become closer, mm-hmm. it's imp- um, to, to become closer to God. It's the, it's important for us to do, become closer to each other. So basically, just like every day, it's important that I spend some time with God and prayer and making sure that I'm building that relationship to become closer to him. It's just as important for you to be build that relationship to become closer with your with your daughters or with your children. Um, and take that time every day, even if you if you're a super got a super busy schedule, if you can, if you can only do 10 minutes, then do two minutes. But I just think make that's sure. so practical. Start yeah. with 10. Start with 10. You think you go up to 30. Yeah. But you mean and to get and it might be praying with your kids, praying with them. What's coming up? Let's let's yeah. talk to debrief in the day debrief or even the tea times or the, the <laughs> fashion show, <laughs> the fashion shows or whatever yeah. they love and yeah. whatever they're interested in, make sure you come into their world yeah. and, and, and honor them and validate them where they are in there their world. And because worship's a lifestyle. Worship is a so lifestyle. Entering in. Oh, thank yeah. you, Alonzo so much. You've been listening to Alonzo Chadwick today, father of four daughters, really sharing his heart with us about how worshiping God begins with dad. Well, as always, you can write to me at Dr. Michelle at the dad You can go to my website at Dr. Michelle where I have resources for you. It's been great to have you joining us today. Dads get out there intentionally and consistently pursue your daughter's hearts. Go dads. Awesome.